tonight, we are kicking off our new series, uh, our, our kind of theme uh, for the summer. And who knows, it could carry on even further. But I'm excited about this. I'm excited to share this with you guys tonight. And, and I believe it's something that, that God's put on my heart to, to um, bring to you guys tonight and, and to just kind of talk about who we are and where we're going. Um, one thing, if you're new here tonight, this is Emerge Youth Church. And uh, we are one, we have these um, we, we follow our church's uh, mission and, and which is we uh, we love God and we love others. And that's what we're all about. But here at Emerge, we've got some core values that we try our best to hold to. We're not absolutely perfect here. But one of the things that we say we are, that we are a family. You can do better than that. We're a family. We're a family made of. Let me say it one time. We're a family made of friends. And and uh, that's that's all about us being a part of the family of God and just supporting each other and being here for each other and, and loving each other and welcoming each other. So hopefully you feel welcome tonight. You're a part of our family. Uh, the second thing we talk about is that found people find people. Basically, that is that is uh, us on a mission. That's us. If you are found in Jesus Christ, if you're a follower of Jesus, then it's our duty, it's our responsibility to find others and tell them about Jesus. And then the third thing is that saved people, saved people, serve people. Once again, if you're saved, you're found in Jesus Christ, you've accepted him in your life, then one thing that we do, and we do proudly and we do strongly, is that we serve. We find opportunities to serve others. Um, some of you you young ladies in here visiting tonight, you may have seen some of our students serving in kids' church and in other areas of the church. And that's one thing that we do, is that we serve in different areas. And then finally, growing people change. And if you, we, one thing we say, if you are growing in your relationship with Christ, basically meaning if you're getting closer to Jesus in, in prayer, in your Bible, in the word, in, in opportunities that, that church presents or whatever, if you're growing closer to Jesus in your relationship with Jesus, then it's impossible for you to stay the same. You can't stay the same. Growing, if you don't like the situation that you're in, Continue to pray, continue to seek God, because growing people change and things change with growing people. Hopefully you all are still growing. Yep. yep. And, uh, and that's a good thing. And so growing people are always changing. Tonight, if you brought your Bible, we're going to the book of First Thessalonians. We don't talk out of that one very much, but that's where we're at. It's, it's later on. Uh, it's in the New Testament, and it's before Second Thessalonians. So... Um, if you got your Bible, you can go there. Uh, those of you guys in here tonight, one thing we encourage you to do is to take notes because we say that note takers are history makers. And, and you guys have probably heard this. You probably learned this in school that, um, that you're, I, I know I'm this way. If I write something down, I'm more likely to remember it. And so I want to encourage you guys every time you're here, maybe you're in, you're in adult church or maybe you're in kids church and, and. There could be chances and times and opportunities that God speaks to you, and you're going to want to write it down. You're going to want to know it. You're going to want to remember it. So 1 Thessalonians 1, 2, and 3. If you didn't bring your Bible, we have a magical Bible on the screen that tells you um, everything that we read. Uh, it goes like this. 
says, we give thanks to God always for all of you. Everybody say all of you. Constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And so I'm excited tonight to share this thought, to share this idea, to share this theme with you guys tonight. And it basically, it simply goes like this. It's good we're here. It's good we're here. Jess, you got that? Oh, yeah, there it is. I couldn't. Okay. It's good we're here. Everybody say, it's good good. we're here. here. Say, "It's it's good we're here. It's good that we're here. And, and basically what this is, I want to make it our goal as followers of Jesus that everywhere we go, every setting we find ourselves in, every place we find ourselves, we want to make it our goal to make every setting we're in better because we're in it. Every place that we're at better because we're there. Not, sim- not even just because it's us but because of the love of Jesus in us, wherever we're at, we make it better because we're there. And so tonight's message is simply, uh, it's simply one in a whole series of, of this, of, it's good we're here. And so tonight, I'm glad that you're here. Um, before we dive in, I'm curious, um, is, can you guys think of someone, do you know someone who makes situations better simply because they're there? You guys know someone like that? They make situations, they make things. You, maybe it's like the life of the party kind of person. You guys know that person? Like you're, you are definitely life of the party kind of person. Life of the party, they show up and like everybody's like, it's on. We're going to party tonight. Like, you know, what's, it's going to be good because this person walks in the room. Like you, it's, it's people who make situations better simply by being there. I've got a friend. Got a lot of friends, but I got this friend named Andy. Andy, he's the kind of guy who, like, the room lights up when he walks in. Like, Andy, my friend, he's, like, the best encourager that I've ever met in my life. He's like, bro, Jeremy, like, I honestly think, I I know a lot of people in the state of Missouri, and I honestly think you're the best youth pastor I've ever met. And I'm like, what? You gotta be kidding me. And I'm like, I'm like, Tell me more. Keep going. Like, like he's the best. Like he walks into the room, the plate slice. He can dance. He can do the moonwalk, the robot. Like I can't do that stuff. And he's so good. The whole room, the place lights up because he's there. He's the best encourager that I've ever met. Just hanging out with him for a couple of days. Like I could feel like I could go and fight a gorilla um, or I could conquer the world. Sorry. I could take on the world. And, and. Like, uh, I'm sorry, too, too soon. I'm really sorry. Wish it. Um, but he's like one of those life of the party kind of people. Like he's a fun person. Like he's a great person. And the greatest thing about, listen, listen, the greatest thing about my friend Andy, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus to him. He lets the love and the light of Jesus just shine through him to everyone he's around, to everyone he knows. He's, he's, he, he always makes things great, not because he's just a great person and a great personality, but because of the love of Jesus inside of him. Like after you've been hanging out with Andy, you'd be like, it's good we're here. It's good we've been here. What I love about this is that how it's, it's just simple. 
and it's easy. And no matter where we could, where we go, we walk in this room and we could have a great time, just like our time of worship. Man, I don't know about you guys, but I felt the presence of God during those, that moment. And I just, man, I was just sitting there thinking, it's good we're here. It's a good, it's good we're here. And, and, and uh, man, as we think about living and I want to encourage you guys tonight, every step you take, every place you go, everything that you do, think about, walk in that place and say, man, is it good that I'm here? It's good that I'm here. And um, we don't have to even think of terms of, of big things or big events. Instead, we can think simply, I mean, how can I do something here to make it better for those around? What can I do here? What can I do in my home? To make it better for those in my home. What can I do in my church? I know school's out. Maybe some of you guys are at summer school. What can I do at school to make it better? To make it a better place? All that being said, I felt drawn to this this First Thessalonians 1, 2, and 3. And, and, and this is here's kind of what it looks like to living in a way that it's good we're here. And to see the effects of living like that. But before we get there, it's really um, this verse right here is the motivation behind it's good we're here. And it's in Matthew seven twelve. You guys all heard it. You all know it. It says, so in everything, do to others what you'd have them do to you. Does that sound familiar? Does, does that sound familiar? Um, you ever heard someone talk about the golden rule, right? Um, like uh, Jesus kind of came up with that like 2,000 years ago. And he just kind of made this up. And he's like, hey, um, treat people how you want to be treated. Take care of people how you want to be taken care of. Be kind to people how you want to be. You, you want them to be kind to you. So Thessalonians 1, it was written by Paul to the church in Thessalonica. And, and we're just going to take that. And we're going to look at it a little bit deeper tonight. And, and it says this. We always thank God for all of you. Wouldn't it be cool if people were to look at us, look at Emerge Youth Church, look at this group right here, say, man, I thank God for those students there. I thank God for that group of people right there. Wouldn't it be cool for someone to come to you and say, man, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so thankful that you're here. No matter what it is, where you go, I, it would be awesome to someone say, not just I thank God you're here, but I always thank God for all of you. And I continually mention you in our prayers. Then verse 3, it says, We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith. Everybody say, work produced by faith. Your labor prompted by love. Everybody say, labor prompted by love. And your endurance inspired by hope. Everybody say, endurance inspired by what? By hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is a picture of what someone who lives in a way that screams, it's good we're here. It's good we're here. Paul, in writing his letter to this church, he says, I thank God for you. I thank God for you. You ever walk up to someone and how cool would that be? If you're, you are a part of someone's life and they're like, I thank God that he put you in my life. I thank God that, that he made you a part of my life. How encouraging, how uplifting is that for someone to say that they're thinking the creator, the highest being of all, that he has put you in their life. Man, there's, there's not a whole lot of higher compliments than that. He's saying, I thank God for you. And a question worth asking 
Why? Why, do, why is he thanking God? Why is he thankful to God for them? See, because normally we, we're thankful for people because they do good things to us or they say good things to, this, to us or they're nice to us. We, we're not thankful for people who, who talk bad about us or who are mean to us, make you feel like a loser. We're not thankful for those kind of people. But uh, he is because of what they do and how they live. So let's kind of look at real quick how he describes their behavior. And, and no, notice that all these different works that Paul talks about, they're mentioned and grounded in something that comes from Christ. Not, not only work, but work produced by faith. These are, these are the three things I had you say in that verse a minute ago. These are three very, very clear things that Paul talks about Excuse me, in these two verses that this whole thing is based off of. Work produced by faith, labor prompted by love, endurance inspired by hope. If you possess these things in your world, people are going to look at you and you're going to think, man, I'm so glad Nick is here. They're going to say, oh, I'm so glad Dakota's here. I'm so glad that Jordan is here. I'm so glad Katie is here. They're going to look at you and they're going to say, I'm so glad Faith is here. I'm so glad Andrew's here. I'm so glad that Trey is here. I like your jacket, Trayson. Sorry. I can call you Trey, right? We're close like that. No. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not, but I'm glad you're here. Like they could look at you and say, man, I'm so glad Debbie's here. I'm so glad that people could look into your life and say, I'm so glad that person is in my life. So look at, let's look at real quick what these three things mean. The first one was, was work produced by faith. See, work is described as things we do. Uh, actually, work is kind of a four-letter word that we don't all like, right? Oh, i got to work. i got to take the trash out. Like, Dad's making me move the yard. Like, but work is described sometimes as things that we do. i got to round up the goats. I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> the goats are out again, Dad. Get them. So, <clears throat> as you think about work, as you think about work, um, it's important to realize simply doing work might make it good that you're there. Just simply doing work might make it good that you're there, um, but it won't save you. It won't save you. Frankly, there there are good people all over the place who work hard and who do good things. The difference from us is where ours comes from. So you might hear people say from time to time, time maybe you've been in the church and you've heard people say that we're not saved by our works. And, and, or, or we're not saved by the things that we do. And that's absolutely correct. But what they mean by that is no amount of good works, no amount of good things that we do will get you into heaven. You can't earn your way into heaven by working harder than everyone else. That's just not how it works. Um, and, and so if you're, you're not going to like reach this magic quota and of good works and all of a sudden be good enough. And like God's sitting up in heaven and he's like, Dude, oh, did you see that? Jesus, Jesus, did you see what they did? He opened the door for an old lady. In, he's in, touchdown. Like, woo, yeah, 
They did good works therein. That's not how it works. Like, but though we aren't saved by our works, we can expect works to be a, a fruit of actually being saved. Uh, and this is what we're getting at here. Your works need to follow your faith. Your works need to follow your faith. And, and you know, it's really awesome that you guys in this room, that you say that you're a Christian, that you say that you're a follower of Jesus. But if your life doesn't look like it, maybe you need to rethink that. Your works need to follow your faith. The second thing is a labor prompted by love. Um, And this is another action and motivation, but it shows more intensity than works produced by faith. See what Paul's saying here, um, that these people have labored to the point of weariness. You guys, anybody ever worked so hard that you're just like, I can't go on. Like, I can't move. Like, you got rubber arms. You know, like, you you can't do anything else. Like, you've whatever it is, you've worked so hard that you're at the point of weariness. See, what it's talking about the cost of their love. And sometimes love isn't cheap, right? Love isn't cheap. And I'm not talking like boyfriend, girlfriend, love. That's not cheap either. But um, you, you know this, if you've ever tried to love someone who's hard to love. Has anybody ever tried to love someone who's tough to love? And, and like for me, um, one of my best friends, uh, I've, I've had, his name was Josh, it is Josh, still is. Um, we were, we were best friends in high school and he was my buddy. He was my pal. We did all kinds of stuff together. Like he was the friend that we would go to the mall and run up the wrong escalators to try to beat it to like, that was us like, like, oh, and like just undone, like turn around and just write it down. Um, but like we would do crazy stuff. And running the wrong way and like ask them, running through the mall, asking random girls for their numbers and then like not getting them. So, um, but as fun as he was, as fun as my friend Josh was, the older we got, he was one of those guys who always had a problem. He always had an issue with, with things. He always had a problem with something going on, but he, he never wanted to take the steps necessary to fix his problem. Like I, I would, I would reach out to him and I tried to encourage him and I tried to help him from time to time to see uh, how he was doing and talking, talk and, and all he would do is just talk about how tough life was and all the things that he didn't have compared to what everyone else had and how how jealous he was about things or someone's got more of this than what he's got or whatever it is. Like everything was so tough, and I would offer a suggestion and I, I would offer a, a willingness to help. And he would simply uh, turn turn back to doing the stuff that got him into trouble in the first place. See, Paul isn't encouraging us uh, to give up on those relationships. He's not. There's people who's tough to love, and sometimes, honestly, some of you guys are tough to love. <laughs> you're not too kind. You're not too friendly. You, you like we come in and say hi, and you're like more. We don't even get a mer sometimes. We just get a mm, oh, whatever. So it's honestly, and I know I'm I'm tough to love sometimes. I am, but I, I like to hug Eric. But 
Um, but he's, he's applauding these guys for loving people that way. No matter how tough they are to love, he's applauding them. Th- this was a tough relationship. Um, and it was tough because I never got anything out of it. I was always the one putting in, putting in, putting into our friendship, trying to do things, trying to encourage him. It was like, it was like being friends with Eeyore, right? Wah, wah. Like, come on, man. Had smile a little bit. It was tough because I never got, it, it, I was always pouring myself out and never seeing any reward for my work. And, and I'm not sure, but I imagine some of you guys in here, you may know what I'm talking about. You may have friends. You may have people in your life kind of like that. And this is kind of the thing that Paul's talking about here when he wrote this part of the letter. He's talking about that love costs. It costs. It's going to take work, and it costs. When it comes to living it's it, a life that says it's good that we're here, we're living that life, it, it'll only happen if you're willing to love at any cost. At any cost, not every time you step step out to be a help to someone, you're going to have that warm and fuzzy moment. Not every time you step out to to be kind to someone, they're going they're not always going to return that kindness. Sometimes you're going to try, and the next thing you know, you're wondering why you even tried, why you even cared. The final picture of someone who lives in a way that's good, they're there is in is. Endurance inspired by hope. Endurance means simply long-term. Anybody in here run track? Yeah, I ran track. I told you guys last week I had a scholarship to run track in high school, but I'm not bragging about it. Um, My little legs can move. So, used to be able to. Um, But a a sprinter, anybody a sprinter? Like you run sprints. Like who's the distance runners in here? Yeah, everybody's like, whoa. Like, okay, but a sprinter, listen, a sprinter isn't an endurance runner because if you're a good sprinter, listen, if you're a good sprinter, your your race is finished in 10, 12 seconds. Like, if you're a good sprinter. An endurance runner is someone who runs marathons. They run long distances because because a marathon, even if you're good, takes hours. It takes time. It takes work. It takes patience. Um, so as we think about this, it's good we're here theme, then we have to see this not as something that we're going to quickly just, we're going to hit it and then we're going to move past. Rather, it's something that we're going to do for a considerable amount of time. See, one thing we're going to do is we're going to use our offerings we get take up offerings every every Wednesday, and I know we announce this every Wednesday, but to give to things that make a difference. It's good we were here to give that offering to bless that missionary. We've got a group of guys who leave for Iceland on Tuesday. If that's you, throw your hand up. Yeah, we got a bunch more. I don't know where they're at. But, um, man, I, I want these guys that are going to Iceland, that when they show up, that they show the love of Jesus everywhere that they go, that they can walk around and say, it's good that we're here. we got youth camp coming up right after Iceland. Who's going to youth camp? Yes, I'm so pumped up about youth camp. I love it. Um, I want us to show up at youth camp this summer and be like, 
it's good we're here. It's good. We have opportunities and, and just random hangout times and times that we're together. And I want us to get together and while we're together, just kind of have that feeling of it's good that we're here. We're going to Nicaragua this summer on a missions trip. And man, I want it to be an opportunity to where we can say it's good we're here. See, see, Paul mentions endurance here and, and he's implying the good things this church is doing um, things, they're, they're not things, they're things that didn't end quickly. They're things that someone had to continue doing. It was a process, things that had to happen over and over. And th- these things that they've continued to do, we got to make a commitment to say, we're going to make a long-term commitment to what God's called us to do, to who, to be who God's called us to be living in a way that tries to make, um, the situations you're in better, it's difficult. It's tough. It's not always easy. These, they, these days, these, these are days when this is the last thing that I feel like doing. There's many days when the last thing I feel like doing is making someplace better because I'm there. And this is why Paul, he doesn't say, he doesn't say, thank you for your work. Thank you for your labor. Thank you for your endurance. See, all of those things are tied back to Christ because without Christ as a part of what we're doing, we've got no shot at, at consistency, consistently living in a way that makes things good, makes places good that we're there. See, that's exactly how Jesus lived. You heard of him, right? Yeah, that's exactly how he lived. That's ex- he, everywhere he went, he made places better simply by being there. And if we're supposed to be like Jesus, then maybe we should follow that pattern. Like everywhere he went, he was doing miracles. He was healing people. He was saving people. He was making people better, even to the cross. As brutal and as painful as that was, because of what he did for us, it made things better. It's good that he was there. It's good that we're here. As, as I mentioned, um, this, is, this has been something that's kind of been on my heart for a little while. And a lot of those things that, um, a, a lot of these things when, when God puts on your hearts are, are something that you realize that you aren't doing. <laughs> and last year I had an opportunity to do the one of the most difficult things ever in my life. Last year, my grandfather passed away. Um, some of you guys were here and, and, and you know that, um, my grandfather passed away this year and uh, this last year and my, my grandmother called me and, and she asked me to, to preach my grandfather's funeral. And I told her that I would be honored to do it. Um, and after that phone call, I, I, I was so full of emotion. Um, my grandfather's not here anymore. And I felt, um, I felt empty and, and I felt sad and I was crying and, and I knew my, you know, it's, it's my mom's dad. I knew my mom was sad and I knew my family and cousins and other, all kinds of people were, were sad. My grandfather was a great man. He was a great man. He was honestly, he's like one of the few men in my life who I've ever called my hero. Like he was my hero. 
I, I loved him so much. I looked up to him so much. He, he fought in World War II. And, and his group in World War II has more back-to-back straight fighting days than anyone in any group in all of World War II. And, and he could tell stories like none other. And, and even to this day, even to that day, uh, as a really, in, in his 90s, there were still some stories that from the war that he couldn't tell without tearing up and without crying and without, there, there were so many things he, he was, it, after he came back from the war, he, he was a, an alcoholic. And, um, but one day he found Jesus and he never touched a drink again. He, he raised an amazing family and I'm a product of that family. And, and this man meant so much to me in my life. Like he, he was, he, he was quiet. My grandma did all the talking. Um, he was quiet, but he was kind of that solid rock in our family. And he was highly respected, highly admired. And I asked myself when my grandmother asked me to, to do uh, this funeral. Um, and it wasn't like just like this, but what can I do to make this situation better? Obviously, I, I can't bring him back from the grave. Um, because I knew the room would be so full of sadness, so full of tears, I got in that room, and, and only because of God, that I preached the best sermon I've ever preached in my life. <laughs> and, and after I spoke, my grandmother, she gave me a big hug and, and thanked me for, for speaking, and she told me how much it meant to her. Um, and it, even to this day, every time I call my grandma on the phone, like she's got the transcript of my message, and <laughs> she tells me she reads it every day. And I had people come up and uh, and share how tell me how much they they loved the message they they loved the sermon and that I honored my grandfather and I tell that story tonight not to brag about how great my sermon was but to point out that often oftentimes when we can make the greatest impact. It will come out in the situations that are the most difficult. But if our motivation, it's grounded in in the hope that we have in Christ, we'll be able to power through and others will say, it's good you're here. Guys, we have so many opportunities before us every single day to live this out. To live this out, that, that it's good. We're here. Imagine with me just for a moment. I know we got to close. We got to wrap up. What this place, just this place right here, would look like if we were to live that out. As soon as we walk in this room, as soon as we walk in this building, that it's good that we're here. What if we live that out? every place we go, everything that we do, that everything, everything about where we are, every place we are, we make better. Because we're there. And, and once again, it's not because of us, but because of the love of Jesus in us. We show up and we make that place better because of the love of Jesus in us. We, we, we go to camp. We make camp great 
because of the love of Jesus in us. You guys leave Tuesday for Iceland. You change those kids' lives because it's good that you're there. When we go to Nicaragua this summer, man, what an opportunity we have to make it better, to be for it to be better because we're there. Let's make every place better because we're there. Tonight, um, uh, we're closing. Uh, how many of you guys would commit with me and just say, you know what, I'll, I commit. I'll commit to that. That's who I want to be. That's what I want to do. Every place I go, everything I do, it's better because we're here. Who's with me? Who's with me? Everywhere I go, it's better because we're here. It's good we're here. And remember, it's not because that we're just so great, but because we have the great one living inside of us. Let's pray.